Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What makes a great zoo? Is it an abundance of popcorn machines with a few animals in between? Perhaps a cute huddle of penguins? Using data from over 450 zoos worldwide, researchers have teased out exactly which animals entice people through a zoo's front door. We found, just as you might expect, that people go to zoos to see big charismatic animals. The number of animals, um, and particularly mammals, and the body mass were really big predictors of visitor attendance. And that says to us that if you get rid of all of these big charismatic animals and replace them all with amphibians or lizards, that this will have a negative impact on attendance. And that will ultimately decrease the amount zoos can afford to spend on conservation in the wild. Andrew Mooney there, the study's lead author from Trinity College Dublin. So why don't zoos just have elephants and nothing else? You cannot have a zoo composed of lots of really big charismatic animals because there's simply not enough space for that. And if you look at it, the room needed to house a herd of Asian elephants in any zoo could be used to house hundreds if not thousands of invertebrates or amphibian species. But unfortunately, they don't excite the public as much. So it is this trade-off that every zoo has to balance itself and incorporate into their collection planning process. It's not just a trade-off of elephants versus frogs. Andrew's work discovered some other interesting ways zoos can entice us to visit. Really unique animals is also an alternative way to help increase your visitor numbers. And a good example of this is Artist Zoo in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. A few years ago, they opened a microbial zoo, um, which is very different than your traditional big charismatic elephants and rhinos. At this exhibit, you can actually go in and look under a microscope and see microorganisms as part of their zoo collection. And this has shown to be very popular with visitors and provides a very unique experience at looking at wildlife. And this is important as it tells zoos that they can really diversify their collections and bring in weird kind of things to help increase visitor numbers. And as Andrew has found, getting visitors in allows zoos to fund crucial conservation projects in the wild. However, it's important to remember that for some species, the zoo itself also plays an important conservation role. But for many of these species, the available habitat in the wild is just not there and shrinking year on year. So it's a very important to have these insurance populations in captivity that we can draw on in the future if we need to. So even if it does go extinct in the wild, it will remain alive and thriving in captivity. And there are several species which are now alive today and exist exclusively in zoos and aquariums. A good example would be the Guam kingfisher the scimitar horned oryx and these are species which are only alive today because zoos and aquariums have taken the effort to breed them and for several of these species like the scimitar horned oryx they're now being reintroduced back into their natural habitat because we had a viable population in zoos and aquariums big animals small animals animals that need conserving it's a lot to remember so what are Andrew's tips for if you want to set up a zoo that not only pulls in the punters, but maximises its conservation impact too? 
I would say that the best way to get the biggest bang for your buck and to get the most people to go to your zoo and therefore uh, invest more in the wild would be to have a really diverse collection. On one side, it's important to have these big charismatic animals, but not exclusively so. You need to combine them with a more varied and diverse collection of smaller bodied species. Because of course, with these smaller species, you can have many more of them for the same space in a zoo. So ultimately, you want to have keep having your big charismatic animals, but then also have these more endangered and diverse smaller bodied animals, which can also contribute to conservation. 